Welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. I'm Jack Ricks, Top Gear Magazine's editor, and I'm joined by Ollie Q, Ollie Marriage, and Rowan Horncastle in the studio today for the second in our special series of podcasts where we attempt to tell you everything you need to know about insert name of car here. So the first one we did with everything you need to know about the Land Rover Defender. Today, we're going to attempt to combine our knowledge of testing these cars, of running them as long-termers, and tell you everything you need to know about this iconic car from Porsche. The structure for this is quite interesting. So we, what we've done is pulled the most Googled questions about the, the Porsche 911 off the internet, and that's going to be the questions that we attempt to answer here today. So, internet, some of the questions you ask are slightly strange. They're perhaps not the ones that we would dream up ourselves if we were structuring this. But look, the internet is the internet. The Google has spoken, and these are the questions that the people want to know about. And actually, I think by the time we've cracked through them all, there should be plenty of information to be getting on with. So, should we just dive in with the first one? And actually, well done, Google. What makes the Porsche 911 so special? Who wants Ooh. to take that? I'll have a quick go at it. I think it is. it epitomizes the sports car because it is. it set a template that everyone else ever since has been trying to find a way to do it just not and but not quite as well is what we normally think because they put the engine in the back which gave them good cabin space in front of the engine and so it's a reasonably tight small package but with usable interior space good quality was always in there and it had that the engine at the back gave it a sort of idiosyncratic character that others don't have so i think yeah that's a that's a little kick off is it, is it also the fact that um we often uh sort of berate porsche for Oh, working in the Porsche design department, the Porsche 911 design part must be the easiest job in the world. You change the headlights a bit. You know, they, they fundamentally have kept the design so similar, but they've made a real, you know, they've made a real plus out of it. You know, this is the car that just evolves gently. We will never mess with this formula. We're not going to do radical for the sake of it. So what you get is this beautiful lineage. So you can take the brand new car from 2022 and and join it right right back up to the original. It's, it's like they've just taken the big design hand on the roof and just every generation they squash it a bit more. So it goes <laughs> yeah, out and yeah. longer yeah. and a bit lower. Yeah. But, but they force their own hand with it. Shoving the engine up his ass makes it a bit tougher of like what you have to do, but also giving it that iconic shape. Because I think, as Ollie said, I think it is the most iconic sports car that you can get. And yeah. even if you're not into cars, you know what a 911 is. Yeah. Um, but then the progression, I actually think it's an easy job because A, the, you know, the critique that anyone has as soon as someone comes with a 911, it has to be better than the last one, which is hard because they're all very, very good. Um, and let's but, not forget that even Porsche couldn't replace the 911 because it had a go. It decided, well, oh, it's a bit difficult to engineer these things. Let's try putting the engine in the front. Let's try making it a bit more conventional. And the 911 lived on, and the 928s and the things that they wanted to replace it with went away. Went away. And don't you think that Porsche's, the reason Porsche's probably got such a reputation for engineering and development is because of the work they've had to put into the 911 over the years, is that to engineer that thing to, ha to handle properly when all the weight's down at the back end, 
is colossal. So all that sort of knowledge built up over generations must go into every new car they develop. And it's probably why we... But, but the engine has yeah. crept forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. slowly every generation, to the point in the race car, it is now in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. officially a mid-engine, mm. mid-engine 911, mm. isn't it? Sacrilege, yeah. because that's the Cayman's job, obviously. Mm. Um, so yeah, so there's lots of things that, that we know and love about it. Let's move on to question two. Uh, I told you they were going to get slightly strange. Is the Porsche 911 a luxury car? Oh, this is a controversial one because all the Porsche purists would go, yes, and that's its problem nowadays. <laughs> that it's too big and there's too much soundproofing and that the steering wheel doesn't wriggle and fidget and fire off the road the second that <laughs> it rains. I like to crash daily. <laughs> yes, it's not roaring. Enough. But you'd have to argue that if you look on the Porsche configurator, which is where I spend a vast amount of my working day, the amount of stuff you can throw at one nowadays, yes, the Porsche lens a luxury car because mm. it can warm and cool your bum and play you sounds for a £5,000 stereo. And it's now got the driver assistance technology you find on the Panamera and the Cayenne and all this kind of stuff. So it can look after you in traffic. So it's got everything you'd get on a luxury saloon or in a, an SUV or something like a Range Rover. But you can still take it to a track day in just about any spec. So it's sort of kind of a luxury do-it-all sports yeah, car vers- GT. It, its versatility is its luxury, I would say, as well. Yeah. The, the fact that it can cover but all But I think there's, there's two things for me that may sort of prevent it being a luxury car, if you like. One is the road noise, which they they have improved every generation, but there's always been a significant, fair amount of tyre noise from the back of the car. So there's that. And also the ride quality is, it's not a Bentley. It's yeah. not a car that's going to cushion everything and just flow over the road really easily because that's not the sort of car it's designed to be but yes i think over the generations it's got probably since the 993 which died in the late 90s that i think since then it has when it went to water-cooled rather than air-cooled engines then i think since then it has probably sort of become a more mature car but i don't i still wouldn't call it a luxury but i think what 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 i love about it is that you can as you say spec it up that's really been an interesting exercise. How luxurious can we make a 911 on the configurator? And yet, it will still have all those lovely 911 traits. They're just baked in. You can't get rid of them by adding yeah. more kit. You know, you can make it a bit heavier and you can spend a lot more money on it. But, you know, a 911 is a 911 and that's to do with the control weights and, as you say, the way it rides and the, the certain... Uh, sound from the flat six out the back. Yeah. And also, like you said, you can make them very expensive now. Yeah. Because I think they, the starting price is about £90,000, £89,000. Yeah. Mm. For but then when we were in the, when we were in, uh, the US the other week, there was that Turbo S, which was $350,000 as yeah. specs, because what you can wow. throw them out wow. is just bizarre. And that's before the dealers get their hand out in America, where they just go, all right, let's just put a couple <laughs> of hundred grand yeah, more yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. So here, uh, here I, th- I feel like this third question might spoke spike the uh, most amount of debate. Um, which Porsche 911 is the best? Because that's the thing. There are <laughs> no. a lot of 911s as well. What do you want to do with it? Yeah, exactly. Because Q, as you say, the configurator is somewhere we all kind of hang out. <laughs> it's the water cooler of the Top Gear office. Mm. But um, I had to count them up because I was writing about that new 911 Dakar the other day. There's 26 different models available in the 911 range. That's Carreras and turbos and targets. drives and... Four-wheel drive, GTSs, convertible, yeah. Yeah. sport classic. Wow. So there's... So, but that and, that and that's only <laughs> plus the GT department. Let's not even forget that yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, so. Yeah. so that's so that's just the, the the standard model range. Yeah. And then the GT. Cars. No, no, that, no, no oh, that includes GT. the GT cars. All right. But then there's every previous generation of the 911 because, of course, they still exist, and you can buy a used 911. Then there's 
modified 911s, this entire business um, that's sprung up around resto mods, you know, led by Singer and their reimagined 911s. Um, so the question of which 911 is the best is a is, Let, is a can I one. simplify it? Because yeah. where where Ollie Q was just starting to go there, I think is if you say, do you want to drive this car every day, or is it going to be weekend fun? Because I I think if you're going to have one of the daily, just have a completely standard Carrera, which is just will do everything you need it to do. It'll 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 be practical enough. It'll be spacious enough. It can be your daily sports car, and you do not need more than that. Even you don't even need many options on it. I was fortunate enough to run a long termer last year, and it was it had no kit on it. I think it had like three options. One of which was like a rear parking camera that. I'd, the paint and oh, their heritage design interior. How that cor- it had corduroy, corduroy seats. The corduroy seats, which I uh, that is the gorgeous. one option. It was ridiculous, but I'd have those every time. But it, you do not need the optional stereo because the standard one's brilliant. You do not need the option any optional flashy headlights because you know pushing a column stalk away and towards you is no hassle, and the standard headlights are brilliant. So if you want a standard a daily nine eleven have a basic Carrera. You don't need more. Well, interesting, actually, because I drove recently the Carrera T, mm. and what makes is everything you've just said com- completely applies, except you can get a manual gearbox with that on, on with, the basic with engine. The base, basic engine. Yeah. But then, and then a few, it's essentially a collection of options that you can't get elsewhere um, with a bit of Porsche's heritage uh, magic sprinkled over the top of it. So slightly larger wheels from the Carrera S. You can get the rear rear wheel steering. You know, so sort of choice options. They take the back seats out. Um, Oh, I know one though. I'd have those in. Yeah, you'd have them in. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it is a lovely, lovely combination. And, And driving it on the road... You know, you're you're thinking well, I don't want to be in any other 911. Mm. This is this is lovely. Thanks. This engine's yeah. got 370, 380 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Manual gearbox. Fine. A bit 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 louder. You know, it was, f- but it was there'll fantastic. Be people, there'll be people listening to that going, ugh, no, I'm paying that much money. I don't want to change gear myself, and I don't want something raw. Mm. So, but then you can go and have a Targa 4 GT, you know, with an automatic, with this fantastically kind of complex roof that folds away and has this lovely sort of retro look to the back window. And, you know, you can still go and have a sort of quite luxury, quite sort of laid back version of 911. It might not be the one that we would all put in our lottery garage. But it's definitely a, a market for it. And I think that's what Porsche is so clever about because it exploits the car and then sells it to just about anyone who could ever want a sports car. So what 911 would you put in your lottery garage, Ollie? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because we all sit here and go, oh, of course, the only 911 you need is the base car and you should never throw yeah, anything yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. then, so which one are you having? Oh, I'm having a GT3 Touring, please. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's the, uh, the sort of, you know, the track spec one, but without the wing and the manual gearbox, I, it's so hard to look past that because it's got that stratospheric engine. Yeah. And the um, just that gorgeous, gorgeous stance. But um, I have a terrifying feeling that if it was I new 911, that would be where I'd head. Yeah, because mm. when you opened Canaways, I didn't even think about that because it would just yeah. blow my mind of which is the best Porsche 911 ever. Then it's just an impossible task. Much. But even with the 992 generation, which we're currently on, it's a tough choice because the niche machine has been working very hard in the Porsche factory to make something for everyone. Mm. But, uh, but I, I have a slightly different answer because Jack very kindly raised the subject of through resto mods and stuff in there. Uh, my ultimate 911 would be a Singer DLS. <laughs> oh, just a cheeky two mil <laughs> there. Yeah. Ma- uh, Ollie, man of the people. Well, if, if I'm walking away with it, for yeah, then go on then. <laughs> to be fair, he is the only one who's actually driven it, uh, so you have license to have one. <laughs> and I think he did call um, it the best car you'd ever I driven. Think, yeah, I think. And yeah, hang on, I'd pretty much stand by so, that. Wow. But the question was: Is this 
Which Porsche 911 is the best? Don't you get put in prison for calling the Singer DLS a Porsche 911? Yes, you do. You have to say it's the reimagined, the Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer. Yeah, yeah. Dynamic and lightweight studies. Yes, dynamic and lightweight. Bit of a mouthful. It's yeah, yeah. actually what you came for the pub in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is, in, in many ways, so that's uh, Singer's vision of the ultimate expression of an air-cooled yeah, 911. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it's as light as possible, as dynamic as possible, as fast as possible, as good-looking as possible. I mean, it is a absolutely beauty, beautiful thing. But thing. I don't think my answer to this question a few years ago would probably have been a GT3 RS. But the new one has been pushed so far towards the track end now that I we none of we haven't driven it on road yet. But I just think I just feeling it's going to be too much hard work on the road. And actually, that car will is as we know amazing on track but as a road car i think might be a bit too much yeah um i'm tempted to 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 go with the clarity for the reasons i mentioned yeah, earlier yeah. but uh, i'm not going to go with that i'm going to go with the gt3 rs because the current one the current one because it's so extreme that actually what i found was on the track you know i don't have the driving chops of Ollie marriage over there but it flattered me with all the downforce and all the configuration and all the things working in your favor i was i probably able to drive around dunsfold faster than in anything else i've ever driven around massively confident i like that fact and i like the fact that it flattered me and also you know for a lot of the driving i do on the road it's london i live in london so an ev just just cruising around an ev really suits me but then for those days when i just want to let loose yeah, I've got yeah, that sitting yeah. in the garage waiting. I'm really, I'm, I'm a bit caught with this one because um, I drove the 992 Sport Classic. They're only making 250 of them. Oh, that sort of turbo. It's manual gearbox turbo, basically. Rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive, exactly. But also the question about a luxury car. That is a luxury car. It's got open pore wood to it, gold detailing, you know, bespoke houndstooth um, interior. Which takes a 911 somewhere else, but also just to cruise in and do miles with. It's a 911 more than ever. But if I was to have anything, it would be a 991 touring. But I find yeah. that better than the the current, the current one. one. I agree with you actually. Yeah, because yeah. oh, so, say because uh, it has the still the motorsport aspect to it and doesn't have the refinement of the new one, but also is you know the stealth 911, which has all the performance that you want without your big shouty rear wing on the back. Interesting. Just, no one's gone for the turbo, which was actually no. our. Performance car of the year 2020. 2020. Yeah. At Anglesey, when um, we were all going, oh, 911 Turbo, very good on the road, very fast. And then it danced around the track and we all went, oh. Shone really brightly against the rivals. And yet, when you put it up against other 911s, they're ones that sparkle even Mm. brighter than that. Because, you know, a couple of years ago, Ollie and I were down at the the test track and we had, um, I can't remember if it was a GT3 or GT3 RS there, and a Turbo S. And the Turbo S is such an underrated track car if you yeah. want to take it there. But also, I once drove one from the Arctic Circle to Africa. And it's the easiest thing to gobble miles. You've got a hell of a commute, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fan of remote working. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, that, that encompasses, I think the Nylon Turbo encompasses everything. That the, well, the, the, funnily the, enough, the last does. year we put the, and I, the, the exact same car into two tests. Um, it went, the Turbo S went in against the Ferrari Roma and a Bentley Conti GT and an Aston Martin DB11 in a GT's sort of cruisy test, which it won. And then we put it in against a Maserati MC20 and a Huracan, Lamborghini Huracan in a supercars test. And it won that as well. So it just shows you that. And yet yeah. it's been overlooked. As as the best 911. I mean, yeah, jack yeah, of all the, trades, maybe. Yeah, yeah they're all yeah. Good. Well, I don't know, but if you put one on 
Cup 2R tyres. That's why the they never will. Yeah, it's around yeah. Dunsfold and then compared it to a G3 RS, previous generation, because the new one is a bit is monstrous. A bit different. That yeah. what they would do, I think, would be quite surprising. Four wheel drive, you know, that you get in the turbo and you do not get in the, you know, a GT model. So interesting, isn't it? We could, GT2. we could be sitting around no, in don't. the pub, and if we kept it to the to the, to the modern, the current range, the nine nine two, there sort of isn't a wrong answer. You know, no. whatever you say, oh, that's interesting. That's your personal preference. Cracking car. You know, there, there isn't a weak point. Yeah, the answer of which is the best nine eleven for Google is whichever one you would like, because there is one for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move on to a bit more of the nitty-gritty. Is the Porsche 911 reliable? I feel, Ollie, you're probably best placed, seeing as you've, you've run a few of them um, as a long-term. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yes, I think they are when they're new. What tends to happen with, with 911s is I think once, the, once they've been out for a while, people start realising when those engines hit 50 or 60, 70,000 miles, that there's there tends to there can sometimes be some issues in them, but yeah, I've been lucky enough to run a couple of them, and I've not had problems with them. They've just been tick tock smooth, just easy, very very few issues, no problems with electricals. It, it does come back to that development thing that they're, they're very very good. The one that that sort of dented the reputation a few years ago, wasn't it? Was the the nine nine six? We should probably just interject as well. If you are googling a nine eleven, good luck to you because it's you've got to be quite nerdy with your product codes the current car is called the 992 that's its code name the one that came before that is the 991 so you think oh the one before that was the 990 no it was the 997 <laughs> yeah. and they're all 911s they're yeah, all 911. <laughs> but no, oh, yeah, exactly. And it, it's, it's a bit, yeah, but exactly. There was the 996. This was the first water cooled 911. Yeah. Before that, there were air cooled engines. And this was the one that had the engines that. The perhaps, IMS bearings. Yeah, exactly. They had these bearings that would let go and mm. the engines would detonate and they've got a terrible reputation online. But then you talk to people who actually own the things and do look after them and do change the oil when you're supposed to and don't thrash them from cold. Yeah. And, you know, if you look after them, then they can look after you as well. So it, it sometimes tends to, people are very quick to complain on I, the internet yeah, and I think so it's I've got one, one that went wrong is, is that people buying them second hand you still need there's that famous adage isn't there that don't afford don't buy one used if you can't afford to run it when it was new because those running costs will add up and you need to sort of invest in it properly so do, you can't skimp on running any sports car this will be a lot cheaper to run than the Ferrari but you're not going to be yeah don't but, skim. But also if there's one model that has many, many books written about it and online forums yeah, and a yeah. community that is enthusiastic, it's the Porsche world. So there will be someone to lend a hand. Someone would have had with. that problem before Yeah, if that, if it has a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like we've, we've already answered question five, which is, is the Porsche 911 expensive to maintain? Yes. If you want to <laughs> If you crash one, yes. yes. <laughs> New engine, yes. Um, but as we say, you can you can sort of mitigate that by by doing your homework. Basically, don't you know? And buy a new one. Yes, they'll, they'll they should run like clockwork. If you're buying used, just read everything you can get your hands um, on. Um, yeah, play the warranty game. I would say as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are a... things like there are details like the tires, like Porsche, like specific tires fitted to the car. They have a little it's an N rating, isn't it? A little N capital N on the side and that's the tire that Porsche want the car to be on so if you buy a car a Porsche and it hasn't got those tires on it you know that someone's been cheaping out so leave it alone and buy the car that someone's looked after because then it should look after you yeah 
And there's the thing is, go use the forums because there's so much knowledge on there, and you or use a specialist because it's you you learn really interesting things like the nine nine one convertibles. Were, they're they're famous if they stand still for a long time. They can get leaves that come down, and they they will sort of they'll decompose just inside the pillars, and then you can get some rot in the bottom of, by the B pillars or some water in there at least. And it's just this sort of stuff. And you but you'll find it if you go looking for it. All this knowledge is out there. You've just got to look for it. Good stuff. Um, all right, is the Porsche 911 a four seater slash? Does it have back seats? Come on, Google. <laughs> Come on, where will you been living under a rock? No one's Google. doing the image search. Well, no, but it's a tricky question. Well, which 911 are you talking yes, about? Yes, exactly. Right. Some come without, some come with. Yeah, um, both. If it's got the name, if it's got GT3 in the name or GT2, then no, it's going to be a two seater and it's going to have a roll cage in the back, isn't it? Well, let's make it simpler. It's fundamentally yes, it's a four seater. It's a two plus two. Um, those seats in the back, uh, can you fit humans in them? You can fit junior humans in oh. them. Um, Proto human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the less full grown type fit, all right. Yeah, um, and it also helps if Jack, it's you and my, so you're on my yeah, size rather yeah, yeah. than Q and yeah. Rowan. The, you're not going to leave much leg room. Yeah, you don't. Behind you. Does anyone else think two plus two is a face palm from the car industry? Uh, oh, it's a two plus two. It's not a proper four seater. Two plus two is four. Okay, <laughs> you're going to market. I'm no mathematician. If you're going to market something as a two plus two, okay, it's got it's got four seat belts. It's got four seats, okay? Yeah. Yes, I'm not expecting to, you know, take, you know, use it as a as a mini cab, but fundamentally, yes, it's got four seats, but be realistic. Just look at it, okay? Does it yeah. have isofix points in the back seats? I think it does, yeah, yeah. I love they're great, they're, passenger as well. Yeah, they're great for new new families, new families. made a bit of money because I, d- <laughs> I still don't think there's a car, if you say, oh, I've bought a 911. To a loss of society, you've made it. At that yeah. point, it's a good, great car to have. Well, seen. I actually think it's where, where Porsche uh, pitched the Taycan because they, they, they didn't want it to step on the Panamera's toes, so they didn't want it to be too big, but they also didn't want it to step on the 911 toes. So back back doors and a bit more space in the back. It was sort of the 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 way that a, a family could justify owning a Porsche, um, whereas a 911, you know, you, you peer into those back seats and you think, yeah, good good for the first year or two, and then, yeah, we're going to grow but out they are, of it. But they are very practical, though. So I love the, the, the boots in the front of them are spacious. So... If I mean, we all carry all sorts of different things in cars, whether musical instruments or whatever. But when we had the long-term one... Yeah, my oboe goes yeah, my yeah. Well, this is it. So I think it was the McLaren I think Ollie's GT. speaking from experience here. Yeah, it's I do. It's his car, kids, school instruments, kids, kids to school. sports yeah, gear, yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. If you've got a double bass in the back of an 911, I want to hear <laughs> yeah. about it. What did I get in? So McLaren made a play with the McLaren GT that you could fit, I think it was skis... Um, and something else would were they all golf fit clubs, in the, golf, golf clubs, clubs yeah. and uh, yeah something else that could, that could all fit in the back and I thought went, oh that's a really good test for a 911 because those are long thin things that you don't think are going to fit in a Porsche and yet when I put them into the 911 they all went in the back seats oh, wow. you know a set of skis did have to come through the centre console but the golf clubs went on the back seats musical instrument all of that stuff and just on the more everyday things, like if you do a supermarket shop and it's your weekly shop, it's the big one where you've got four of the bags for life. You basically just open up the bonnet and you go, oh, pow. they go, they just slot straight in. You go, that's so easy. Mm. And it, yeah, so you it, thought you'd found a test that flummoxed the 911. You thought, aha, yeah. there's no way exactly. that I thought of this. And it, yeah. and it well just went and did it. it. Yeah. The, 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 um, 
the frunk, as they, the Americans like to call the it. Fruit. The fruit. The fruit is, is, is my... There's been many photographers in our yes. world that yeah. have been in the front because the 911, you don't see this on the forums, fantastic photographic vehicle for rear to uh, rear tracking because you can get right behind it because you shove a human in the front of it, strap them down. And some then goggles just, on. Yeah, some goggles. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then go chase a car. But you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think that you would be able to get as many suitcases as you can in there unless you buy the new 992 GT3 RS which has got rid of all the boot space to make way for cooling and radiators, etc. Yeah, and various so, things like that. So, um, so in the, the the sportier models, you you can those seats can be removed, but even then, you're left with the sort of sometimes space is still there, a big space there. Sometimes with a roll cage kind of crisscrossing it, but there's still stu- uh, space to put stuff in the back there. Um, just probably not the shopping if you're going to be doing hot laps around the track <laughs> no, no, like scrambled eggs by the end of that no they're actually great because you can if you have the optional club sport roll cages you can attach you can tie your shopping to it <laughs> yeah. so then you can corner with bungees, a curry yeah, yeah exactly and it just yeah. it's centrally just stays where it needs to be so it's fine no wonderful slosh. wonderful lots of ammo there for justifying uh, buying a 911 people out there who are sitting on the fence right final question um, and quite a good way to, to sign off actually will the Porsche 911 go electric and when that's one of the top Google questions about the Porsche 911. It's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Wow, people have got a lot of uh, anxiety about this, haven't they? The world's most favouritest sports car going all EV. But isn't it inevitable? Yes, I think it's inevitable. I think, I think, um, I think if you look at Porsche and their entire range, everything's going electric. But, you know, Boxster, Cayman, Panamera, KN, McCann, McCann's next, actually. Um, you know, ev- everything will go electric. They're being a bit sort of quieter around the 911 they know that this is the this is the core the beating heart of the company and to just flippantly um turn that into an ev it's going to upset going to upset the faithful i've got a feeling so i i wrote a piece about this not too long ago that if you look at the model generations porsche a new 911 all new model generation comes along about every eight years which means i think that the next one is 2028 and then one below beyond that is 2036, somewhere around there. So 2028, in my head, that one is going to be the hybrid one. Yeah. There will be a hybrid one before they go full electric. So I think there'll be a generational change because we know how Porsche is very structured and organized about mm. these things. So that, I'm sure, that's when the next tech step will happen. But I think it will be that midway introduction rather than just straight to electric. But also, in 2009, there was a hybrid 911 because they experimented with a race car at the Nürburgring 24-hour race. It wasn't your average plug-in hybrid, though, was it? No, but it was it was was quite funny looking back at it now, the early days of hybrid and curve systems where they were, anyone was just trying to make it work and push to pass, etc. But there was, in the passenger seat, an energy recovery unit that was spinning at 40,000 RPM next to the driver. Yeah, the flywheel hybrid. Yeah, exactly. But but exactly... It's like Hypnodisc and Robot Wars in the passenger seat next to you. One of my biggest fears is too much energy in one place. I hate (laughs) dynos anywhere near it. But then you're just sat there going going down the Dossinghoe straight with an energy recovery system you know, fizzing away next exactly. Year. It's yeah. like you know, uh, helicopter rotor blades just on massively turbocharged, going forty thousand RPM. Didn't you don't do, want that exploding? Didn't it do rather well at the Nurburgring 
was the Nurburgring 24 hours? I think it won its class because it was the only high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a new class and we've won it. Yeah. Uh, well done us. <laughs> if the 911's going to go electric, I mean, wouldn't the most 911 thing ever be to tie it back with what we were talking about earlier with the engine being in the wrong place and then them developing their way around it? If they got all the really, really heavy batteries in the motor, <laughs> yeah. just put it in the back yeah. and then went, oh no, we've done it again. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> to the oh, laptops. 50 years to engineer this out. Yeah. They like a challenge at Porsche. <laughs> Um, look, whatever, however they electrify the 911, as Ollie says, it will be hybrid next. I very much doubt they're going to sling a huge amount of batteries in there and make it a long-range plug-in hybrid. That doesn't make sense. It will be performance-enhancing, um, one would imagine. Uh, and then when the electric car comes along, who knows, in you know, 20, 2035, 2036, battery technology should have taken a huge leap by then. So, so maybe we'll be talking about a, a powerful, lighter 911 and we'll all be quite happy about the fact that it's going electric. The hybrid boffins at Porsche must be pretty irked right now because they used to be the Nürburgring kings, didn't they? Remember when the 918 Spider went mm. around the Nürburgring in under seven minutes? And we're like, wow. And now there's 911 GT3 with a miserable little flat six in the back that's gone around quicker than that. <laughs> so the hybrid guys are furious. <laughs> they must be absolutely steam coming out the laptops. They're going, we must get Hold back my on top. Beer. Yeah. We, can, we can do better. Um, so anyway, it's going to be fun fun watching how the 911 pans out but it is just it's it, it's that core car for the company but it's such a, a an amazing sports car that everyone other companies gun for you either go after the 911 or you avoid it or you they take go, no this is very wide rival. berth there yeah. um and it's always fun watching watching people do that anything else we want to add about the 911 while we're here gentlemen no, I think we've covered some good, good well, land Thank there. God uh, Google's question was, what colour can you get it in? Because uh, anyone who's been <laughs> on the paint sample page of the configuration or paint sample plus, yeah. basically you can get a 911 any colour you want as long as you, you know, have the money to pay for it. Yeah, I think um, uh, if, you, if you're new to the 911 and this is this is piqued your interest, then head to the configurator where you'll find Ollie Q. Um, and <laughs> just, have a, just have a play because it's a great way to get to know it, all the different engines, configurations. Um, options you can have on it it's uh yeah you, you you'll get lost down that rabbit hole for several days i suspect but um all right we'll leave it there and we'll be back soon with another everything you need to know about insert name of car here suzuki ignis <laughs> <laughs>